Welcome to the 60 Plus Podcast. I'm Janet. And I'm Joe. How are you today, Janet? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Um, just getting used to a little different technology here, so. Really? A li- just on, slightly different. You keep on changing it up. I don't know. What, what's always improving. That? There's yeah. always room for improvement, We're in continuous Janet. improvement mode. What are we talking about today, Janet? So we are doing a Hot Topic episode, and it's about caregiving for the caregiver. Oh, okay. So if I were taking care of, say, an elderly relative. Correct. It would be caregiving about me. Correct. I like this. It's about me. Yeah, because often we always ask about the person who's being taken care of, but we don't ask necessarily about the person who's doing the caring. I've been in the situation. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, many of us have. Yes, yes. And as a matter of fact, there's estimated 50 million Americans, that's one in eight, Joe, who are in some kind of unpaid caregiving mode because their relative is disabled or maybe they have Alzheimer's or something of that nature. And they're taking care of them physically, emotionally, and financially. You said that it's unpaid. And as a matter of fact, I think sometimes it's the opposite of unpaid. It's, it's a draw on financial resources. It can be, yeah. Because yeah. you either work less, you stop working. Mm-hmm. Uh, the costs of caring for the elderly parent or family member add up. Yes, yes. And maybe they don't have the coverage that they need. And it's all types of situations where things can go unpaid over time. And there was one case we heard about the parent was at dimension, hadn't paid their mortgage in like months. And we so, talked about this in the last episode <laughs> with memory about, you know, to, forgetting to do forgetting things. to pay your mortgage. Yeah. So, but we really want to focus today more on guidance maybe, some help for those caregivers who are facing that. And you and I probably know quite a few people who are doing this right now as we speak. Yes, as a matter of fact. So this episode's for them. How are we going to make this episode funny though, Jen? Well, you know what? (laughs) We're just going to have to see how good we are, Joe. I think that's it. I think that's it. Right? All right. So you said about one in eight Americans mm-hmm. are I think taking... that math is right. I don't know. I was told I'm there wouldn't be you. any math. <laughs> <laughs> That's my line. You stole my line. I did. Okay, so roughly one in eight. Mm. And nobody leave any comments about the math. The estimate's 40 to 50 million Americans, and how many Americans are there? Like 380? No, I think it's more than that now. Nearing 400, I think. Is it really? I thought. Okay. I could be wrong. We could so be. that, I think, equates to one and eight. I'm not going to stop and do the math. <laughs> Ever since I've had a smartphone in my pocket, I just... Nobody does math anymore. Right? Yeah. It's um, it's a little discouraging. It is a little. <laughs> I, you know, I was doing a little math on the back of an envelope the other day, and I had to think twice. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Five plus three. <laughs> no. I had a boss one time that, that I, I said something, and I said, it's back of the envelope. And his response was, that's very back of the envelope. <laughs> Every time I hear that expression, it just makes me laugh. 
that boss didn't like me very much. Aww. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Isn't that a song? I don't know. It is. Is this an opportunity for me to sing? It is. I'm trying to give you your opportunity to sing. And you, you, you look for every opportunity and every episode mm-hmm. to sing. I don't know that song, so we're going to have to pass on that one. So how do you want to do this? We uh, came across some information, and there were four big takeaways from it in terms of these came from other caretakers, right? Other caregiving people who had experienced this and been done doing it for years and kind of in the end said, I wish I had this information and these tips, if you will, when I started. So I think this was from an NPR story. It was. It was from an NPR story. And uh, there's some resources that we have to share. So first, I think we should talk about the tips, maybe. Okay. Right? All right. So the first one was feel your feelings. Feel your feelings. Yes. That this is life altering. There is a bit of mourning going on for the life that you had because overnight your life can change if all of a sudden your parent needs care and it can lead to a whole bunch of feelings. And I think it's important to point out that there are different levels of care that may be needed Mm -hmm. and for someone to still be home in your home or their home, mm-hmm. they may just need occasional help. Mm-hmm. They may need help with groceries. At the other end of the spectrum, it could be they may need constant, help feeding, constant yeah. care. And we we need to recognize that that there is a, a huge range of caregiving, and and it can get pretty bad. Too. It can get pretty yeah. intense. And the the tip was to feel your feelings. Mm-hmm. So. Don't try to push down the feelings of frustration or... Resentment. Guilt. Well, I think you should push down the resentment feeling. Well, you know. If you're resentful, then you probably shouldn't be in the caregiving. Well, I think you position. can have moments of, oh, okay. know, overall. Right. I mean, but it can be, lead to depression. It can lead to a lot. It's because it can be traumatic and there's a loss there. You know, one of the things caregivers said was that the roles get messy, right? It's like a role reversal. You know, the person who took care of you isn't taking care of I think she said she felt like she was the mother of the mother, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is an interesting way to look at it. Right. Um, in my situation, I wasn't a caregiver for my parent. It was for one of my parents' sisters, mm-hmm. who was the last surviving sibling. And she just couldn't live on her own anymore. But she wasn't quite ready to move into assisted living or mm-hmm. anything like that over a period of a couple of years, the the need became greater and greater. So so she came to live with you. She did. Yes. She Mm -hmm. came to live with us and it was challenging at times, Mm -hmm. but it was also very rewarding. Yeah, It was nice to know that we were able to help her out because she didn't have anybody else to do it. Yeah. She didn't have any children of her own Mm -hmm. and she was so appreciative. So that's a feeling that hopefully you can feel as well as in addition to the frustration and mm-hmm. hopefully not, but the resentment, feel the gratitude. Right. Well, and it was nice that she was grateful. Yes. And, you know, there are some personality changes that go along with dementia and, and whatnot, and it can get challenging. So I think in the end, this first bullet, if you will, number one is be gentle with yourself. Recognize that this is hugely challenging and what you are doing is above and beyond, really. 
Well, it is and it isn't, right? It's what you do for family. Right. Well, hopefully I won't need the, the constant caregiving, but hopefully as I get older, mm-hmm. my children are able to lend a hand as well. Yeah, I think I better find an assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm oh. kidding. <laughs> my daughter's not going to listen to this anyway, so don't worry. <laughs> okay. All so, right. Number two was have a care team, right? Your own care team. Your own care team. So a team of people around you, and they they recommended two to three. That could be your friends who are there for you mm-hmm. and would you know, just grab you and like go for a walk or whatever, whatever you need, or a therapist, or, you know, maybe leveraging some of the services that might be available in your community so that you're not maybe having to do all of it by yourself. And that might be like a local council on aging mm-hmm. or, or a senior center. Right. And there are support groups for things like this as well. Yeah, support groups. And there's also volunteer organizations that might come out and help with like groceries or rides or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the idea is, is that you don't have to take this completely on yourself. If you don't have siblings, hopefully you have siblings who can also help you. And that you set some kind of schedule for that support and give people roles. And that hopefully gives you a chance to have a little respite. Maybe you could delegate grocery shopping, Mm -hmm. your own grocery shopping even. Right. Like there's the practical stuff that has to get done. But I think the other idea of this is take care of yourself emotionally and have people around you. One of the participants in the the piece had said that she was surprised there were quite a few friends who just couldn't do it, like couldn't be there for her. And initially she was hurt and upset. But then as time went on, she understood because it is so difficult. And she found that actually other caregivers, people who are in it themselves, are more empathetic, of course, and more willing to lend a hand. So she felt that her friends that had been there were the most helpful. And recognize that some relationships will change, and that may be inevitable. Yeah. All right. So the next tip that they talked about in this NPR piece was around workplace issues. So just because you're a caregiver doesn't mean that you may not still have to work. Yeah. You should be upfront with your employer if it's at all advantageous and see if there are ways that either with a hybrid schedule or a compressed work week or or something that would ease the the push and pull between right your responsibilities of caregiving and your responsibilities with your job. Right. And it was about culture. What is the culture of the workplace that you're in? And do they have some policies for that that might be relieving? It's interesting. One of the participants said that, yeah, people understand the whole idea of care for kids, right? But when you're caring for seniors, some of those policies are not as forthcoming. So it's a little surprising giving the the trend of the demographics with the aging of the population, mm-hmm. that it's not as understood by employers. Right. And that may change as the millennial work population ages and their needs grow. You know, who knows? That that may change. But for today, there were a couple resources that they said you could check out. One is called Elect, the Eligible 
leave for employee caregiving time act. Mm-hmm. So it's a federal program. It's a federal program that may have some relief there. And then there's policies on a state level and laws. And there's the Family and Medical Leave Act as well. So, yes. And that's generally, I think, if I'm not mistaken, more on a temporary kind of basis. Yes. Not, not indefinite. Right. All right. But again, it's finding that support where you can. And certainly the work-life balance challenge uh, will be one. Sure. Are we done talking about number three? Sure. Okay. And I think I'm doing number four, right? Are you? Yeah, I okay. thought so. so the, oh, the, you are. Yeah. Hey. Lost track. Hey, four is mine. <laughs> Back off, buddy. <laughs> oh, so number four. Very aggressive there, Jenny. <laughs> that was so aggressive. I'm like, Back off. <laughs> buddy. 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 <laughs> okay, so number four is about self-care, finding time for yourself. So I think this is absolutely 100% critical. It's about taking care of yourself first before you go and take care of everyone else. It reminds me, I'll never forget when I started doing yoga. This was years ago. And there was an instructor who was not soft and fuzzy at all. Like there was no like spiritual. Isn't that the whole idea of yoga though? I mean. You would think. Was this person in the wrong business? But this was Bikram's yoga and it was hot yoga. I don't know what that is. Sergeant. You know, I did get my toes to my head though at that time. It's an incredible thing because she scared me. Which direction? (laughs) What do you mean? From the front or the back? I, I don't know even know how to answer that question. I'm sorry. And she would say at the end, this was it. She'd say, now you've done a good thing here for yourself. Now go take care of everyone else. Okay. And that was the nature of it. But You went to her more than once? I did. <laughs> I enjoyed beating myself up back then. And touching your toes to your head? Yeah, that was a real accomplishment for me at the time. So Such a high bar you set for yourself. Yeah, I was young, you know, frisky. So the point is, Whatever it is, whatever you need, whether that's the walk in the morning or yoga or movement or some kind of meditation or just taking that time to breathe and set the foundation for the day. I think that's a good advice for anybody in any situation, right? But well, if you're not taking care of yourself, you, you can't take care of other people. No. I mean, maybe in the very short no. term you can, but eventually you're going to burn right. out. Right, but I can see how the demands would get very taxing and you'd forget that, oh, wow, I haven't taken that moment or two for myself. And then you're going to get burnt out, right? And that's maybe where that resentment might creep in. So it's important. So find what works for you and just make sure you set that time for yourself to do it. Janet recommends touching your toes to your head. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That could take all day long, actually. You know, I could go from here to eternity and it would never happen. I can barely touch my hand to my head. I mean, <laughs> officer, touch That's your nose. That's a different touch, problem. Touch, touch, your, touch your finger to your nose. No, no, I'm joking. So what else about caregiving should we be talking about? Find the people around you who can help in some way, whether that's emotionally whether that's actually functionally, what has to be done, the to-do list, or maybe it's even financially. If you have siblings, maybe you bear that burden, if the burden is there. 
you don't have to take it all on your shoulders. There's lots of resources out there too that we've come across and people may or may not know about them. And interestingly enough, AARP. I was just going to say. .org. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of information on AARP, their website about support for caregivers. I'm just looking right now. Tools at, and tips. Yeah, I'm looking at an article about caregiver support groups can be a lifeline to providing a place in person, on the phone, or online Mm -hmm. to share feelings and make friends and get help navigating the healthcare system, Mm -hmm. Uh, which by itself, I mean, we we should do an episode on just, we should do a series of episodes on healthcare and health insurance and Medicare and all all of that. But if you can find a, a support group, many hands make light work, right? If you need help finding something, if you need help finding support. Right. Yeah, because there's people are in different stages of it, right? You mm-hmm. might be just starting out and you're like, oh my goodness, what do I do? And then somebody who's been into it for years can be a, an amazing resource to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's great advice. There's other organizations. Well, I was going to say, uh, just to get back to the ARP thing for a second, mm-hmm. um, there are different specific caregiving support groups for dementia and Alzheimer's, cancer, mental illness. There are well-spouse associations, so one spouse taking care of another. Mm-hmm. And there are groups led by facilitators that can help as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Oh, no, it's okay. No, that's all good information. There was just a couple other organizations like caregiving.org that has some specific recommendations. The local chapter. I was just going to say, mm-hmm. the, the Councils on Aging are, are wonderful organizations that deal with this all the time. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky enough to have a local council on aging, make yourself known to them. Mm-hmm. I know where I live, there are, what did they used to call it? They bring f- food to- Are you forgetting, Joe? I, I am, I am. What, what, what is it when they- Meals on meal, wheels. Meals on wheels, that's, mm-hmm. that's what it was. It's a good thing I'm a little bit younger. A little, just <laughs> a little bit. It's interesting that those kinds of groups- sometimes fly under the radar. You don't really know right. that they're there right. until you need them. And then you go and you find out the people that work in those kinds of places are just wonderful, generally speaking. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of volunteers. We even had a friend who volunteered driving people around to appointments. Yes. So if it's they're not infirm and they need to go to the store, they need to go to get their prescription filled. There are volunteers that go through your local community that might be able to have help out there. I think it's important to recognize that if you find yourself in this situation, that take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't become isolated yourself. So, yeah. you know, you may, you may stay be, connected. Stay connected. Try and find those friends that can help support you. They don't have to help with the caregiving, they can just be your friend. Exactly. Make you laugh. Go for a walk, come over for a cup of tea or mm-hmm. a glass of wine, even. Or, or wine. two. Wine? <laughs> and stay connected yourself because what do we know about isolation? It's not good for you. It's not good for you. And it's not good for your memory. No, it's not good. We talked about this in the last episode. We did. We and did. See, they're all, it's all coming together, Joe. It is. It's like this interwoven fabric that we weave. Well, we're going to come full circle. Was that, was that redundant? <laughs> I, I wasn't listening. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I was trying buddy. to think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. What, what would be the female equivalent of buddy? What, like, 
Wouldn't it just be Buddy? Why does there have to be a female equivalent, Joe? In this day and age, is gender non-conforming? I, I, I did it. I stuck my foot in my you mouth. You did again. When have I done it before? That's why you have such a big mouth. Well, I, I, I just have small feet. That's all. So don't be isolated. Stay connected and recognize that you, you're going to have challenging days. Mm-hmm. And don't be hard on yourself. Whatever you do, don't be hard on yourself. Okay. Forgive yourself. You'll make mistakes. We're all human. Don't be and afraid to ask for help yourself. the best we can. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully. We're Hopefully. trying, at least. And don't be afraid to ask for help yourself. Right. Yeah. I think that's the bottom line. All right. Well, I think that might be about it. Okay. So... Do you have anything you want to mention before we wrap up, Janet? I just want to say this has not been as much fun as <laughs> our usual episodes, but I think we got a few laughs in there. We and, did. You know, Coming if, off the last episode. If you're caregiving just... and you need some laughter, please. Go listen. to the last episode. <laughs> Go to the last <laughs> About memory. No, but lots of love to all those people who are doing this. And you guys are angels. Okay. Well, that's it for this episode of the 60 Plus Podcast. Uh, Until next time, I'm Joe. I'm Janet. Bye.